everybody. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. Today, we're talking to the goddess herself, Sierra Bender. Sierra's made it her mission to help empower girls and women rise to their most amazing goddess selves. She's the author of Goddess to the Core, and she teaches her boot camp for goddesses and goddess in the bedroom at Kripalu and Omega Institute and, wait for it, Harvard University people. Yep, true. So today we're going to talk to Sierra and get goddessified. Hi, Sierra. <laughs> Hi, I love that. Goddessified. I don't know. I just made it up. What do you think? <laughs> It's been a while since we talked and we had our fabulous video that's on YouTube and I'm, n I'm not going to go into anything that we covered on that video because Sierra has a really interesting history and it's in her book, Goddess to the Core. Also, she touches on it in our interview on my um, YouTube channel, so you can check that out. But we're, we're just going to catch up with Sierra and find out what she's been doing. You have a lot going on. My gosh, you taught at Harvard? Huh. Yes. Ha! Oh, that's awesome, girl. <laughs> Can I say that to a goddess? I shouldn't say that. That's awesome, goddess. Yeah, it was. It made me want to go back to school again. <laughs> so exciting. Was, so yeah, I was working with a dear sister of mine. Her name is Diane Rosenfeld. She's um, a teacher there of law and violence against women. So um, we actually came together, and it was um, very um, exciting and enlightening and change in the Harvard campus. Well, once you get to Harvard, you know, where do you go from there, right? But you're, you're really busy doing a lot of stuff now. And I just want to tell you, uh, you don't know this, but you've helped raise a, a goddess in my family, my daughter, who's on Broadway in Kinky Boots. She's going to be at the Tonys next week. Um, I, I was looking for my book, Goddess to the Core, before we talked today, and Caroline has it. She she has it in New York, and I forgot that I gave it to her a couple of years ago, and she keeps it on her bed bedstand, and she is goddess personified. I mean, she's just, it's awesome, and I I uh, attribute a lot of that to your teachings. So, I really appreciate that. I just want to tell you that. So let's talk about the Sierra Bender Empowerment Method. You've gotten a lot of attention with this, and you're teaching this method all over the place. Tell us what, what this is all about. Well, the SBM Sierra Bender Empowerment Method came from actually the book, you know, about talking about, um, as I talk about, about my story and in the book about how we need to work out, challenge, and heal all four bodies, all four aspects of ourselves, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, and in that order. So the method, the, the book, actually then became a method. And the method is um, to empower, to teach women how to take responsibility for their overall well-being. And how I describe it in my own healing process was, for me, empowerment is not just the development of new skills and thinking, but it's also of surrendering and releasing what's no longer of service to one's well-being. So that means habits, relationships, occupations, and environments. Right. And then empowerment begins with a freeing from one's own conditioning and self-limiting beliefs getting free of self-judgment, shame, guilt, societal pressures, you know, which we all fall into. Um, and then finally and most importantly is empowerment as I teach is self-love. And that's really hard for women because we're taught to be so open and give away all of our energy. And if we're not, then we're, we're not good mothers. We're not 
feminine, we're not all of these things, but it's teaching that love is not just an emotion, but the most powerful force grounded by action and responsibility. And it's really a commitment to one's true authentic self. So what I recognized was how the method came about was working with all these thousands of women, I should say how the measurement came about was I kept seeing the same pattern that I see all these brilliant women who are PhDs, doctors, successful in their career, um, moms, you know, young girls, and we're all conditioned to, to reach these certain levels of success, but at the end of the day, we've had to give up part of our feminine essence in order to survive, and in the absence of empowerment and really truly owning all aspects of ourselves, and including our goddess, fabulous self, um, what I recognize is that the opposite of empowerment is to be victimized self-loathing, self-critical, and egocentric. And sometimes it's easier to find, to find empowerment by witnessing its absence. And, and the absence of empowerment is what I was seeing in all of these women was is that I started to research all the statistics. And, you know, I know what the statistics are and being one of the statistics of abuse and um, creating laws about that and fighting for justice is, is that, um, you know, we know nationwide that one in three girls are sexually abused before the age of 18. It's one in three? One in three? Yeah, but it's more than that. It's more than that. Most of them don't report it. So that's what it's doing, what I'm doing with the um, college. Because girls in their college years are at their most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, and then they're also at their most cockiest. Right. <laughs> they feel that, you know, right. You know, they have no concept of, they just think nothing's ever going to happen to them. Most of them don't report it because they were drinking. So they feel shameful. They feel guilty. They don't want that title over their head. I am used, abused. You know, right. and so um, violence on college campuses is just horrific. Mm -hmm. And now, actually, um, uh, the um, Violence Against Women Act, an extension of it is, is that all college campuses now have to have a program to help bring down the statistic of violence against women. So, wow, it's that's horrific huge. all over. Yeah. So, so are you planning to take the method to colleges? I'm. You went to Harvard. Are you taking it around, going on the college tour? Yeah, I went to Harvard. I went to Simmons, and it's just really sad to say that um, the problem is there. But um, it's just a really scary subject matter. Right. Um, right. And it just pushes a lot of buttons in different organizations and systems. And so that's where I come in. The goddess comes in and goes, mm -mm, unacceptable. Um, not going away so there needs to be something you know we realize that at the end of the day you know there are certain regulations and guidelines we all have to follow but we can't keep can't keep ignoring the pink elephant in the middle of the room right, right. and so um so that's what i do <laughs> just kind of the goddess kali as you can say is just facing people's fears and trying to um bring light to the subject and love to the subject of um change you know and I don't fear the confrontation of it because enough is enough you know no, you don't no you don't that's awesome yeah. we have to get you to every college campus we really do it's it's I'm ridiculous trying, I'm trying it's just a lot of red tape and really I need the help from the moms the parents and the students to um to really ask for it, for it. Mm -hmm. Hmm? to ask for it yeah to ask for it but also the, what I'm recognizing is, is what most women don't don't understand either is domestic violence, the definition of domestic violence is separation of women, period. And women are always so busy building other people's kingdoms and their kids and their careers and what have you, and the first thing they give up is their girlfriends, the first thing they give up is their support system, 
So when something of this happens to them, whether it's sexual harassment at work or an actual rape or something horrific happens, they have no one to turn to, so then it's not reported and they have no support, they suffer. And in their silence, you know, in the silence is the violence. Yeah, so isn't that true? It's just, so that's one aspect of what the Sierra Bender Empowerment Method does, and it's not just what I'm recognizing is, is that all the programs and everything that are out there are for the victim. There's nothing about prevention and protection. It's too late. You know, once, once you're a victim, it's a, it's a little bit harder right through and so that's what i'm recognizing like it's i love what i do but it's just on the back end of it it's like holy hat all the abuse and and things that are happening but um yeah it's time to time to do preventive uh, on all levels right even for our own health and well-being medically you know right. all the organizations do not pay enough attention to women and whether it's medically whether it's scientifically you know proving certain things diseases and illnesses whether it's politically and even lawfully the laws don't protect women and so women just keep putting up with it and because we're so we're so busy we're not even recognizing it i mean i i can't tell you how many times you turn on the news you can't even watch it because you're seeing a woman get murdered abused or some child you know and it's just it's violence is is, is just horrific because people are suffering and we're not a very emotionally intelligent culture so people are taking it out on each other you know, the truth is is there. It's out there. The statistics are there. I thought it was actually one in five, but you're saying one in three is a victim of... And it, an, it's proving it's more than that. It's actually 60%, so it's one mm. and a half of, of yeah. every woman in this country comes from yeah. some form of abuse. Un, that's unacceptable. Okay, let's talk about the core teachings, and, and you said spiritual mental, emotional, and physical, and you start with the spiritual. Let's, can you start there and give us an example of a way you would help someone who, who is working with you work on the spiritual aspect of their goddessness? Sure. <laughs> so for anyone, is basically the spiritual body recognizes that love is not just an emotion, it's the most powerful force grounded by action and responsibility. So that means the first body also recognizes what self-worth is. You know how you know what you will and will not accept in your life. You know what is true or what not true for you. You know how to set boundaries. You are connected to something higher than you, your higher self, your true authentic self. And you know that standing in, in that true core authentic self is where you're going to find passion, power, and purpose. And contentment. And peace. Right. And, hmm? and peace. Right. Yeah, and peace. Exactly, and peace, which goes down to peace of mind, which trickles into the mental body. Okay. Um, but it all first starts with the spiritual self, is where did I disconnect from the source of this love? You know, something may have happened to you, um, traumatic, uh, you may have gotten even in a car accident, or, you know, you may have lost someone that you loved, and it kind of kicks you, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of, you know, how could this ever happen, or, you know, we get caught up so much in the emotional part of it, of what is it really teaching me or showing me, instead of being victimized by these experiences. So, you, so the spiritual body has that inner knowledge to recognize this is not something that's happening to you it's not who you are at your core this is something that's here to show you to teach you about your true authentic self and how strong it is you know Mm, how powerful and beautiful it is yeah and if we look at things that way life is so much easier it's crazy yeah you don't take it personally it's like oh god start to have humor about it you know it's like geez how did i get into that one you know so then mentally what do we take a look at to uh try to get that and square it away well mentally you start looking at your belief systems 
what took you further away from the source of this love through your religion, through your culture, through your family, through media? And are these belief systems hurting you, harming you, or are they helping you come closer to your true authentic self? So you can look at a belief system that could be very um, helpful. You know, here's one for myself. You know, um, coming from abuse as a child, you know, one of my belief systems were is um, men are horrible. You know, I can't trust men because I was hurt. So that protected me as a child because I didn't understand it. But then when I started to come into my teenage years and as a woman, it actually started to hurt me because it was like, you know, I'm going to hurt him before he hurts me. I can't trust them. So now you get into a marriage, you get into a relationship, and that lurking little itty-bitty shitty committee, I call it, in your mind starts um, saying that you're really not worthy of this love. You're really not worthy of this person. So you might as well get out and bail because at the end you're going to end up getting hurt. So that's like a belief system that's really of no service to you. Um, and then, you know, through your religion and through your culture, you know, do you understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how it's affecting you? Why are you following it? You know, is it taking you closer to your higher self, or is it actually harming you in the ways of um, sabotaging you? Sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's many of them in religion. There's many of them in spiritual practices. And, and at the end of the day, again, are these belief systems taking you to your higher self? So then we move into the emotional body, which, gosh, (laughs) so many issues there. What do we take a look at there? So what we take a look there is like leading down to how I think is how I feel, how I feel is how I behave, how I behave is what I will manifest. It all starts with how you think. And, um, you know, if I believe that there's not a higher power, I don't believe in my higher self, well, then that trickles down into my belief systems, which then trickles down into my emotional body, which is actually the cellular memory of where cellular memory is held in your connective tissues, your muscles, ligaments, tendons, and nerve endings. So um, if you keep having that recording in your mind, I don't, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, then every ounce of your being actually believes that and moves towards that. So you'll attract dysfunctional relationships, or you may not feel that you're worthy of the raise of your job, or you may get into functional relationships. So emotionally, what we have to do is is surrender again. This is something that we're going through because it's teaching us how to claim our power, claim our space, our voice, our femininity, you know, from dealing with women, our femininity, stand in our truth. And then in the end, you know, it's, it's, um, the emotions actually motivate us, um, to move towards our higher self. So, Instead of looking at anger as being something that's so nasty, it's, it's actually fire that says, you know, I need to set a boundary here. I feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's all the way that you perceive things and um, letting go of all the emotional baggage, you know, of holding on to the story because we're stuck on the story. And I always just say to women, like, you're so stuck on the story, you like create your own prison cell and you start decorating it because you're so comfortable <laughs> in it, such as depression, right. such as eating disorders, such as things that we do that are self-inflicted. Those are all emotional diseases. Yeah, and then if we don't pay attention to those, that trickles down into the physical and becomes actually a physical dis-ease, which uh-huh. we, we have to address, right? So, Correct. So you also cover that. Correct. So you can have somebody who's reached success to the pinnacle of success and what we're taught to think what success is on the physical, and you look at your life and you go, whoa, I had to give up my physical body, my health, and my well-being, and they're dealing with an illness or, or um, 
cancer or or um, diabetes or something of that nature because they haven't been in balance with their other bodies. And so the physical body is the most dense. So it always shows up later. You know, it always shows up after, you know, years of abuse or sometimes it takes, it doesn't take years. It just hits you and you're like, wow, where did this come from? Like a two by four over the head, you know, with a car accident or the loss of someone or something in your, in your life, which is really showing you, again, how to come back into your core and physically be present in your life. Most of the time we're not present in our lives, you know, we're just, we're numb. And so how are you going to attract or manifest anything if you're not fully present in it? And so you can attract something very quickly because you willed your way through it, but you don't have the ability to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And that's all about the physical, the physical of, of being able to be in the present moment with all of your senses to have such gratitude for what you do have in your life and what you do attract in your life, beautiful friends, children, partners and holding a space for that and getting rid of again what's no longer of service to you so the physical body is the vehicle for that the vehicle for spirit to move to you and through you and everything that you desire require and deserve and if not then that's where the the disease or illness the tension stress come in and when we have everything in line the spiritual spiritual what's next (laughs) mental emotional and physical when we have all that kind of lined up and cleaned out and all shiny and bright it's it's so much easier to catch things as they sort of enter our consciousness on the spiritual level level so we don't have to you know create illness or mental problems and you know all that stuff so it's easier to to catch them catch them uh before they become serious problems yeah, and if we can just be well-balanced in body, mind, and spirit, it's so much easier to go through life and so much happier <laughs> and healthier. So it's pretty yeah. exciting. The um, I read that American University is actually doing some studies about the Sierra Bender Empowerment Method and tracking the results. Tell us about that. Sure. So going back to the Gods of the Core book, it was a concept. It was something that I actually went through in order to heal myself. Then the concept became actually a method when American University in Washington, D.C., excuse me, uh, Debbie Norris, who's the head of psychology, owns the Mindfulness Center there in Bethesda, Maryland. And I did a Gods of the Core workshop there. And she's like, you've got to measure this. I cannot believe what I'm seeing in only a short period of time. And so approached me and um, she said, you know, I'd really would love to work on this with you. And so we partnered up and she's been a fabulous advocate. And uh, so her her goal is also about, um, you know, helping people heal on all, on all of these levels. So it's just beautiful to come together and use both of our forces. So now what happens is in 2010, the measurements started. So we went to Copalo and Omega and measured the goddess to the core workshop, which is about 12 hours, 11 to 12 hours, and in that time, we measured empowerment, and empowerment is fairly a new word, and actually the definition of empowerment, as I read to you, is is my definition of empowerment, which comes down to self-love. If you look at the definition of empowerment, it's actually a Greek term that means pulling forth what's already within you, so that's how I look at my job, is I'm pulling forth the best of you. Whatever obstacles are in your way, you know, if you want to go from A to Z, I'm here to help you remove those obstacles. And removing those obstacles are in the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical body. 
And once those obstacles are removed, where you release your fear and your doubts and all the things you've been conditioned to do, you come back into alignment with your true self. And that is an empowered person. But you're no longer a victim of life. You're participating in your life. So it was measured in five categories. So this is how we've proven the effectiveness of um, validating the effectiveness of the SPM in 2010, which is still the studies are continuing. So we had an 87 increase in participant self-esteem. We had a 93% increase in power. Um, We had a 70% increase in community activism and leadership. We had a 50% increase in levels of optimism and belief that they had control over their future. And my favorite, we had a 77 increase in righteous anger. Ooh. Righteous anger, yeah. You like that. (laughs) So that's what I do. You know, as women, we have a right to be pissed. We do. And we're following rules, and we've done it all, and we're raising children on our own, and we're out there, you know, hitting the pavement, and we're following the rules religious-wise and corporation-wise and family-wise and all these rules, and none of them are really working for us. It's actually, they're, they're making us sick and um, tired and not present and not able to have really joy and love in our lives that we deserve. And so it's kind of helping women understand, you know, where they're falling into those traps and how to create their own their own guidelines for their own happiness. Yeah, and that's really powerful. They start to to recognize, oh my God, I'm following all these rules, all these regulations, all these guidelines to be the perfect mom, to be the perfect wife, to be the perfect, 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 and none of them are working, and they're actually harming us to be the perfect, and being perfect is not realistic. Perfect is stupid. (laughs) Perfect is stupid, Sierra. (laughs) It's just stupid. Perfect is stupid. Of course it's stupid. (laughs) But that's a, you know, we're taught as young girls, you're not pretty enough, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, and women are always trying to prove their worthiness by yeah. how smart they are and how beautiful they are, and they're not understanding how they're, at such subtle levels, as I'm saying, politically, um, religiously, the media, and how they're just taking pieces of us on such a subtle level every day, and we're like, yeah, okay, we're so desensitized from it. Yeah. It's and so true. when they start to figure out, oh my gosh, this is it, they get angry. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and in that anger, they create change. Yeah. And the change is I will no longer participate in this self-destruction. And I will no longer follow the rules. I will no longer be that good girl that if I go outside of these rules, I'm awful. I'm an awful mother. I'm an awful wife. I'm an awful yeah. woman. You know, and it's like, no, no. That's beautiful. We have to get you in every school, and we have to get you in every school soon and earlier on. So I'm on it, girl. I am on it, and I hope everybody oh, listening. I love, I, I love what I do. I love watching all the light bulbs go off, and I love the laughter, the laughter. Yeah. Because they're like the light bulbs go off, and like I've been doing this for how long, and why? Right. You know, so there's anger, but then there's this laughter of you know, as I always say, you know just not my shit you know I'm just not doing this any longer and how other people perceive me is really none of my business and you know I'm so sorry my presence bothers you so they learn this total core goddess energy in every ounce of their being and say I will no longer tone myself down or turn myself off to make you feel better I am beautiful I am powerful I can do this I will do this and get out of my way the goddess has arrived yes I love it that's awesome. And what is your, um, tell us your credo. It is, oh gosh. I, I know. Yes, do it. Do it for us. 
It says, I am the 21st century goddess. I am feminine. I am sensual. I am sexual. I am powerful. Don't ever mistake my kindness for weakness. And don't ever, ever take me for granted. Oh, love you're it. feeling it up your whole body. Oh, yes. It's charging me. <laughs> I got to get back to it. <laughs> To a goddess, because go, I'm fired up and happier and healthier just talking to you. I've got to get back to a goddess to the core workshop because I want to break that freaking board again. That was the most awesome, empowering thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that brings up so much stuff. Yes, oh, it's awesome. Okay, so if people want to find out more about one of your programs, they can go to your website, of course, sierrabender.com. Um, uh-huh. And you're all over the catalogs if you go to Omega and, and Kripalu and now Harvard. Uh-huh. Go, girl. So thank you so much, Sierra, for just giving us this little itty bit of you today. And I know there's so much more, and you're such a light in this world. Thank you so much for everything you're doing for women, for men, for humanity, and for me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you for... Uh makes the world a better place. Peace on it earth does make through the world women. A place. Nobody wants to fight with a group of women because we're more powerful together than we are separated. So, um, you know, and in that, the most amazing part of this measurement, if you don't mind me explaining this so people truly understand, is that in measurements, in the FDA or whatever, they, they measure a drug or they measure anything, you only need a 20% growth rate to show that, that, that it's working. This that's why they were so interested was how, in God's name, did you get these statistics so high? You know, what are you doing to have such an increase in only a short period hours? of time? Right, right. So that's the beauty of it. So, um, well, not that you needed, women. yeah, you didn't need any kind of statistics to make you credible because, you know, we know it works, but science tends to need that. So. Whatever. Well, Let them have it. it. And that's my goal is politically is, is now I have proof. Once you go through the statistics and the measurements, yeah. you can go to the government, go politically, go right. medically, and go, this is what's happening. Here's the statistics. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. I guess so you got to. That's my righteous anger. I had enough. Yeah. So the more women who are participating and the more women who are joining the forces, the more it's going to create change, you know, not only in the United States, but in other countries. So it's just. You know, that's the power of this. It's the first time it's ever been proven. So now they can't ignore it. Well, goddesses unite. Thank you, Sierra. I look forward to talking to you again. Uh-huh. <laughs>